Peter here. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Braveheart Podcast called Find Your Calling. That's right. Today you're going to find your calling. And I'm really excited because I think what we're going to look at today is a secret uh, or a key to helping you discover uh, your calling. And in that calling, I believe, is all of the power and the grace and the heavenly resources that you need to fulfill what God has put you on this earth to do. So hope it blesses you. Let us know if it does. And we're praying for you. Love you so much. All right, guys. So I'm really excited about this week. We're going to talk about uh, how to find your calling. Uh, I meet so many people, and they are uh, they're they're searching for their calling. And and just to just to bring some clarity, I think I think when we say calling, I think many people are referring to what uh, they are going to do for God. Uh, for instance, some people come to me and they say, "I feel called to." do crusades in Africa. I feel called to go on a mission trip. I feel called to working with orphans. And so many of us, we associate our calling with what we do for God. But what if I told you that your calling had a lot more to do with who you are uh, and had a lot more to do with being than it did with doing? Now, make no mistake about it. When you dis- when you discover your true calling, which we're going to look at today, uh, you will most definitely begin to do things for God and that your character and your nature will reflect Christ in in ways that maybe you never thought possible. Um, But for many of us, we get it upside down. We we think that in our doing for God um, that we will become. But I would like to submit to you that the gospel and the new covenant um, is a revelation of Christ and and who we have become in Him. That, that what our life now looks like because of our union with Christ, um, and in that place of identity, we will begin to walk out all the things that God has called us to do. And so, um, I, I'm going to draw you here. Uh, I'm going to draw you in because I really do feel like um, in this podcast is a secret. It's a pearl of mine. Um, I hope it blesses you. I hope it encourages you. Um, and more importantly, I hope it gives you vision for your calling. And so if you have your Bibles, you can go to Romans chapter 1. Uh, and, in, and in Paul's address to the Roman believers, um, he, he says this in verse 6. He says a number of things in verses 1 through 5, which we're not going to read because it's, it's just a lot. But he says this phrase, he says, including you who are called to belong to Christ Jesus. (laughs) And so he says, listen, you are called by God to belong to Christ Jesus. Now, many of you uh, have heard me share, uh, I'm a very simple person um, I like to keep it plain. God explains things to me very simply, uh, and I hope it encourages you when I do the same for you. Um, I, I begin to wrestle with words like the word belong, and I said, God, what does it mean to belong? And, and he broke it down for me. He said, it just means to be for a really long time. And I thought, wow, that makes a lot of sense because, because how I am today 
Um, like I, I want you to think about how you are. Uh, many of you, um, there's things in your heart, things in your life that you wish were different. You wish you could change certain things about yourself. You wish you were more patient. You wish you had more godly fruit. But here's the cool thing about belonging to Christ Jesus is that just how you are, you just have to be just like you are for a long time before Jesus. And in that place of being long with Jesus, your life will be conformed to his image your life will begin to manifest greater fruitfulness and you will begin to do things for God, supplied by God, that God can get the credit for and get all the glory for. Um, and so this is amazing to me. This is something that um, I have been uh, just just praying through for years and, and years. And so, uh, But I, I think when we hear that word belonging, many of us don't know what to do with that. We don't know what that means. We don't know what that practically looks like. And so um, I think I'll, I'll start off by saying that the scriptures actually speak a lot of belonging to Christ. Um, there's another scripture. We'll read it together. Let me turn there. In Romans chapter 7, you can tell I love the book of Romans. Romans chapter 7. I don't have time to teach this whole thing, though it's one of my favorite chapters um, Paul says this, he says, Likewise, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ. Why? Why did we die to the law, Paul, through the body of Christ? We'll keep reading. So that you may belong to another. Wow. You died to the law so that you may belong to another. Who is that another? To him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. And so I want you to see this concept of the new covenant that fruitfulness flows from belonging. And so, to the extent that you want to be fruitful and do things for God, it, it, it is directly measured on your ability and your capacity and your experience of belonging to the resurrected Jesus Christ in covenant, in relationship, where, where his, his words, His Spirit, His love is nourishing you. It is constantly supplying you with, uh, with strength, with discipline, with correction, with rebuke, with, with encouragement, with, with, with the nourishment of the love of God. This is the place, guys. This is the place where life happens. Um, it, it's that place of belonging. And I use this example so many times, but it's worth repeating until we really get it. Um, the father asked me one time, he said, son, which of my created, uh, what, what have I created uh, tries to be what I created it to be? And I, and I thought about it for a long time, and, and I said, Lord, nothing. It, it all, everything that you created, it just, it just abides. It just it just works. And, and he said, that's right. And he said, and he said this, he says, but the only one of my creations that tries to be what I created it to be is Christians. And isn't that so true that, that because we care so much about wanting to, uh, to, to live Christian godly lives, we try so hard. But I believe the reason we try so hard is because we do not understand who we have become in him. 
And so we've not entered into that Sabbath rest uh, that God has promised us in Hebrews chapter 4. He promises us a Sabbath rest. I want to show you this, uh, and then we're going to come back to, to uh, Romans 7 and then look at a scripture in, uh, in Galatians chapter 5. Uh, but this is, this is amazing to me. Uh, we're talking about resting. We're talking about belonging. And in that place of rest and belonging where there's an exchange of your heart uh, from your heart to God and God's heart to you. Okay, look at what he says here in Hebrews 4. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear, lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them. Why? Because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest, as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Watch this. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he has spoken some, somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way. Watch this. And God rested on the seventh day from what? From all his works. And again in this passage, he said, they shall not enter my rest. Now watch this in verse 9. Jump down to Hebrews um, 4 verse 9. So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Now this is going to be so, so profound, it might hurt. Listen to this. I asked God one day, I said, God, I said, what does that mean that you rested from your works? And he said, son, he said, everything that I create, all of my works continue to work. I'll say it again. He showed me that all of God's works continue to work. What is it speaking of when it says his works? He's talking about creation. So he created trees. He created animals. He created grass. He created ecosystems. He created... He designed all of his works to continue to work based on design, based on nourishment, based on being in the right environment, which is why God could rest from his works. God didn't need to keep his works working because his works were created to work. Are you with me? Like a, an acorn, when you put it into the ground, it is going to continue to grow or to quote-unquote work or to bear fruit. Why? When it belongs in its environment, when you put it in the right environment, it will mature. It will, it will actually change from an acorn into a gigantic oak tree with what? With time and with nourishment. And so, and so this is, I think, the secret and the key that many believers miss out on is we spend so much of our time trying to do things for God instead of trying to understand the environment in which Christ's likeness will grow inside of us. And, and that's a loaded statement. And so I'm going to unpack that uh, very simply and give you just a couple of keys. We already touched on one of them in Romans 7. Uh, Romans 7, um, it, it what precedes belonging to Jesus is dying to the law through what? Through the body of Christ. 
through the death of Christ, okay? So that's number one, is that we have to die to the law to the, uh, through the body of Christ in order to belong. I'm going to read one other scripture and then bring this all home. We're doing a lot in this podcast. We're getting a lot of work done in a short period of time. Um, Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Watch this. Against such things there is no law. Wow. (laughs) So, So, watch this, verse 24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, wow, there it is again, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Okay, this is amazing. So I want to I want to bring this all together. There is a Sabbath rest for you, okay? I'm speaking to some of you right now. I'm prophesying to some of you. You have been anxious. You have been worried like Martha about many things. You're worried about finances. You're worried about relationships. You're worried about about what's going to happen in our nation. You're concerned and worried about so many things. And I want to speak to you and declare to you now, there is a place of rest. And it comes through the good news of Jesus Christ that there is a cross and a grave and a resurrection that has been offered to you through the Lamb of God. And He not only accomplished that for you, but He accomplished it as you. And He has invited you by name to partake of His cross, to partake of His grave, and to partake of His resurrection. Wow. And in partaking of His cross, of His grave, and of His resurrection, there are two main things that happen according to the Word of God. Number one, we die to a system of trying to perform for God. We no longer are relating to God based on the law. If I do this, God will be pleased with me. If I don't do this, God will be angry with me. Um, We are no longer under that system. That is an old system. It's an old covenant system. And the scriptures very clearly say in Romans chapter 7 that we have died to the law through the body of Christ. This is really important. If you're not aware of your death to the law, you'll still think you're living according to it. So your, your confidence to no longer live according to the law is found in your being co-crucified with Christ on that cross. So that's number one. That should feel real good. You should feel really, really relieved to know that God no longer wants to relate to you based on a system of do's and don'ts. He doesn't say you get to get closer to me the better you perform and you're going to get further from me the more, you know, the more you're struggling. That's not how it works. Our proximity to God, which is necessary for belonging, because, right, you can't belong to someone in love. You cannot exchange love and affection and receive nourishment from God if you're far from Him. And so, in order for you to be close to Him, 
you've got to have a confidence to be close. And what's that confidence? The body of Jesus Christ. The body and blood of Christ brings you near, and it will always bring us near. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how righteous we walk. It doesn't matter how good our behavior has been. My proximity to God has nothing to do with how good I've been doing, and it has everything to do with the body of Jesus Christ. Guys, I cannot emphasize this enough. We have to hear it again and again and again and again. So that's number one. We are dead to the law. Number two, Galatians 5.24, and those who belong to Christ Jesus, there it is again, have crucified what? The flesh. So not only are we dead to the law, but we are dead to our own flesh with its passions and desires. So in order to belong to Christ, you have to acknowledge and thank God that your flesh has been crucified 2,000 years ago. You are not obligated to your flesh. You are not your flesh. You are a born-again son or daughter of God. Now listen, in case you missed it, in Galatians 5, 22-24, there is a deep connection between belonging to Jesus Christ and fruit. And you saw it again in Romans 7, 4. We belong to Him who raised from the dead so that we may bear fruit for God. And so... I know if you're listening to this podcast, you're looking for fruit. You want to see that your heart, your character, your nature, you're you're loving your spouse better. You are more patient, that you have more goodness in your life, more peace, more joy. These These are fruits or byproducts of belonging to Jesus. And so the real issue is not asking God for more fruit. God, I need more fruit of the Spirit in my life. The the answer is, God, teach me to belong. Teach me the power of the new covenant and give me the the renewed mind so that I can be long with Christ Jesus, that I don't have to be short. I don't have to just come and have a short little quiet time, that I can actually abide in the love of God, that God, I could be aware of your love and your affections for me throughout my day while I'm doing the dishes, while I'm you know, doing the bills and, and the mundane things and working my job and at a coffee shop and in meetings and, and as, a, as a pastor and as a leader who's, who's maybe preaching and teaching that you can be aware of the love of God that the moment you step off of, off of the pulpit, you hear the Father say, well done, good and faithful servant. I love you. I'm so proud of you. Instead of the, the accusation or the voice of, you know, well, you didn't preach on this and I don't think it came off well and What if we just lived under God's affection, under His smile, under His love, in a place of belonging, and that no matter where you're at today, listen to me, no matter where you're at today, no matter how you are, what if you knew, what if you were confident that God is willing for you to come close to Him? What if if you knew that God was willing for you to, to not only enter into His presence, but to draw near and to receive mercy and help and love and grace and affection, that you didn't have to do this thing all on your own, that you have a covenant with the living God. And so, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would open up the way, God, and that you, you have opened up. Your word says that you've opened up a new and living way for us to come into your presence, into the Holy of Holies, God, that we may belong to you. And Father, that's my prayer, is that you would give us grace and understanding, the full assurance of faith, Lord, that we have died to the law through the body of Christ, 
and that we have crucified our flesh along with its desires and passions and all the things that pull us astray. And Lord, that we would accept the reality that we have been born of you, that we belong to you in covenant, that you have given yourself to us, and we have the great privilege of giving ourselves to you in love. And so, Father, right now, um, I ask specifically, I want to pray specifically, I feel in my heart there's many of you, and you're battling fear, you're battling anxiety, you're, you're, you're just battling this sense of, uh, of just not doing enough. And so I want to pray right now, I want to break off that anxiety, I take authority over that spirit, that, that tormenting spirit, I rebuke you in Jesus' name, and I release the peace of God right now. I release the peace of Jesus Christ into your heart, where your mind and your emotions and your circumstances, there's a storm all around. I speak peace to you right now, and I declare over you that you belong to Jesus Christ. For those of you who have been born again, for those of you who have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and you are in covenant with Him, I want to speak to you. Your calling is to belong. God the Father has called you. It is your highest calling. It is the highest place of honor to belong to Jesus Christ in covenant and in love and that you would begin to experience, experience a real experience of belonging to Jesus, that there would be an exchange of love, an exchange of words, an exchange of affections, and that it wouldn't just be in your quiet time, that it would be throughout your day, that, that, that God's love and His smile and His affection would just interrupt the most random parts of your day, and that out of the overflow of your heart, that you would become a fruitful vine, that love and joy and peace and patience and kindness in goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control would begin to explode and bud out of your life as you simply belong to Jesus Christ. I bless you and I ask that God's love would be poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit in a deeper, newer, more real way than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Most people feel stuck in their relationship with God because they're believing lies about what He's like. Your tax-deductible gift to Braveheart Ministries enables us to create simple resources that help people see and understand how good God really is. This results in people finding lasting freedom and deepening their connection to God. To make a donation, please go to braveheartministries.org forward slash give or text GIVE to 469 469- Four two three nine nine six six. That is four six nine four two three nine nine six six. Give.